Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hello. Ooh. I have no idea if anyone can hear me, Jay or the audience. This is about the worst scenario I could imagine. My internet connection flashed off right when the show was starting. Therefore, I cannot host anymore because technically the computer was disconnected when the show started. That means there's no host. I can't call in. My phone is dead and refuses to charge. Every charger I stick in my phone will not work. Even my wife's charger, which we have, we both have Samsung. So we literally might have the have to completely cancel the show because I can't communicate with Jay or the outside world or anybody because I I can't do anything. Jay can call in on his phone if he can hear me completely uh, mumbling here, but I can't contact him because my phone is dead. Okay, I'm going to leave and once again try to charge my phone or something. Uh, Hang on. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, you can hear me? Good. Awesome. Yes. 
I actually had to uh, call into the show through the direct line, then open up <laughs> a different browser tab, log into the show into the studio, and then sign my and then get myself into the show. Great. Um, so I'm, as long as you're not getting any crazy feedback from me or anything, I actually have the the board up. Okay, that's fine. You sound perfectly fine to me. Good. Yeah, you sound normal. I was in, and the problem here is I'm texting you like I hear you, you're on, and then I can hear you doing like random things around your house. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the... That would have been an interesting hour, the kind of a meta <laughs> a meta hour of radio. Of, did, did you hear? Did you hear any of the babbling I was doing before that or no? Uh, no, because I was scrambling. Trying. Yeah. I mean, I heard you going, you know, hello? I don't know if I'm being heard. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. You know, then you, I heard you tell the story about your phone. Okay. Well, you, so you heard that's that when, yeah. that's when I went into, like, panic mode because now <laughs> I'm like, oh, he can't even get my texts that I nope. can hear him. So. Phone is 100% dead, and yeah. nothing so, I stick in it works. I'm not messing with anything, so I've got this open in, in two separate browser tabs, one for me to call into the show and the other one with the studio up. Okay. Um, so you know, it looks like we're both in. Hey. And the board works, so that's good news, too. Awesome. Oh, boy. That's, uh, that's, that's, that, was sheer, that was definitely sheer panic. <clears throat> on your on your part and also on my part because like I said that 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 was ground zero that it sounded like I wasn't in on the computer it it, it seemed like I was completely locked out then my phone's dead and I'm like now what do I do <clears throat> excuse me I was uh, in the middle of doing the last second hail mary thing I could possibly do uh, when you heard me banging around as I had gotten up and went to the bedroom and got my wife's phone I was about to call in on my wife's phone and used oh. that for the, for the entire two hours. Okay. And thankfully, her, her phone was actually charged, thankfully. Um, and I was right in the middle of uh, opening her phone and then starting to look for the number to dial when I heard you through the headphones say hello. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah I heard you scramble. As soon as you heard, like, a voice, you're like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> I heard <There's> scrambling. <laughs> so, no, you know, I will say – Far from our worst technical glitch to start a show. Um, it was it was on there. It was on the it was on the horizon for being. It wasn't worse. twenty minutes of dead air. It was not twenty minutes. Yes, it was. Uh, it was five, and I was working on it because uh, it was going to be ten while I figured out my wife's phone and, and trying to call yeah. in. But like I said, I heard your voice, and I'm like, oh wait, we we might we might have something here. Yeah, I, I was having I was the one having issues. Once I could hear you, and then I knew that you couldn't hear me. And I was like, "Oh, not sure what to do here." So, not not sure what made me think to open up a separate tab, and then like, okay, I connected, but I'm not in. So maybe if I go into the studio and then get myself into the show. Yeah. <laughs> like what a oh, great, brilliant, premium, it's a premium <laughs> service. It's on me again. My fucking internet flashed right as the show was starting. Oh, like yeah. perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, no, you know that that's you know just the fact that we're able to do something like this with the miracle of technology, um, we, we shouldn't complain too much. And also, we've got so much uh, experience from screw ups before. Yes, we are. We should. <laughs> I, uh, Blog talk radio should hire us as IT experts. <laughs> We've encountered every problem, every angle, and we we've had to figure 
figure out so many things on the fly. We won't get a show on the radio, but we can fix their problems. (laughs) Get second careers as as, as IT guys. I'll be the IT help desk here. I'll (laughs) I'll work from home and just field. Trust me, I have plenty of job security. (laughs) You say you can't hear your co-host? Oh, well, let's try this, 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 and this. Yes. Try opening up a new browser tab and then allow, get yourself into the show. What? That sounds stupid. Trust me. Just, just, just do it. Just roll with it. Uh, I figured, I figured that you know, I had such a good week last week. You were just trying not to talk about it. Exactly. You only two I losses. Know. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about the this. Last time I it was a few weeks. Last, you know, last time I had a great week. You all, all of a sudden it's like, oh well, you know, we can't go on the air with <laughs> talk about that. So let's have twenty minutes of dead air. <laughs> It's less time to, you know, talk about uh, a 12-2 and two week. That's right. You, you figured me out. I know. I know. Doing um, this for too long. Yeah, that was, uh, that was another sort of weird week of football, even though we both had things uh, pretty much figured out. You a lot more than me. You've, uh, you got three games on me. Last week I went nine and five, which I'm usually, you know, I'm, I'm proud of nine and five, but next to yeah, two, it, it looks pretty puny. We don't have many weeks where somebody puts up a nine and five and loses three games <laughs> right. in the standings, you know. It so puts up nine and five and gets whacked. Um, so that that happened. That was a thing. There was a lot of uh, favorites that came in, and that I think that was what drove the the week for you. You you felt great about a lot of. Big favorites, uh, including the the Titans over those Jaguars, which was your lock of the week. And yeah. boy, oh boy, did that work out uh, to the tune of twenty to nothing. So I'm very proud of my uh, my Titans down here in Tennessee. They were the final seal, the final butt kicking uh, to to put the nail in the coffin <laughs> of Urban Meyer. Oh, uh, very happy about that, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm texting you like, man, you know, Urban Meyer got fired before Matt Nagy. Go figure. Well, you well, know, Matt Nagy's about to go on his useless three-game winning streak to end the season here, isn't he? To save his job again? Ugh. Well, you know, just saying. Like they'll show, they'll, they'll they'll go on a little run here. They they won't get to the playoffs, but they'll go on a little and they'll they'll show the glimmer. You know, you get those teams that do that when the season's over. Look at Miami. Case in point. Yeah, they're they're bumps laying. They are laying right. the weight the wood to some really bad teams. <laughs> we have figured out the Miami Dolphins. So that that wasn't difficult, trust me. Wait until they dig themselves into a hole and then watch them just beat up on trash. There you go. Uh, I don't know what uh, Chicago's going to do uh, these last few games, but they can't, like you said, they can't make the playoffs. That's that's all I uh, sort of care about as far as quality of the postseason. We should never have to watch no. the Chicago Bears in the playoffs. Not not yeah, this version no. of them, not with this coach, because that was credit. the worst. I give them credit because they they clearly showed up against a team at the beginning of that game that just expected to beat them, right? You know that maybe maybe there was a little pride left, maybe they a little bit of the you know I own you, I still own you, maybe a little bit of that still was resonating with them, and and they showed up for a half. Yeah, every time they fought and and thought they had a, a chance to hang around with the Packers, the Packers came right back and said, oh, yes. okay, whatever. Yeah, Bears ownership then took the field, yeah, and and carved them up. And the, the fact that we both had the Packers in that one, uh, and it was a fun game, but the fact that the Bears are up what 
almost 20 points. Was it 21 to 3, 21 to 7? And they still blow an 11 and a half point line. Of course. They can't well, keep that under 11 and a half or 12 or whatever the official number ended up being um, that we picked. They still couldn't cover that in a game that they were just blowing the Packers' doors off in the first quarter. Right. You put up 30 in Lambeau. You figure, yeah. oh, look at us. We, we we got something going here. and But you, you gave up 45. So, no. Yeah. You didn't have anything going. Look, again, uh, as a Bears fan, we can take solace in Justin Fields showing flashes of, of big yes. playability and resilience. So that that's something. Uh, again, he's he's done that uh, ever since the first uh, few games that he played where he looked like he didn't belong in the NFL. Uh, he's had games where he, he's had some, some plays. He's shown some some spots where you go, okay, I see it. I, I, see, I see the potential. I see what might be in the future. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not playing but, celebration. I'm, I'm I, just, no, I, I, I'm just going to point something out here to you, and, and and take this for what it is. But if you just pull out, if you just t- took Justin Fields out and inserted in Mitch Trubisky, yeah, all, yeah, look, that's all the that's all the same stuff you said about Trubisky. He he, he also showed flashes. He also showed <laughs> signs of. Yes. Hey, we may we might have something here. Yeah. Um, I understand hey, it's like, that. Wait a minute. It's like deja vu hit me all of a sudden. I understand Where have that. I heard this before. Are we not supposed to notice the flashes? Are we not? Are we oh, supposed that's... to just say, oh, uh, whatever? It's just right. turning turn the shit, no matter we what. See, we matter. see plenty of guys that don't show any flash. Right? I mean, there's plenty of General Mills in the league, right? Uh, I'm waiting for Zach Wilson to show me a flash. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm waiting for Trevor Lawrence to show me a flash. Did you? Ha- you uh, didn't have the Jets, did you? Um, last week? God, I hope not. No, no. <laughs> that wasn't one of the ones we agreed. I mean, really, the only game, all the games that we agreed on, we won, which is rare. Very rare. Um, no, I was definitely looking at that. That nobody, uh, we didn't have a game where we both lost. I, I, I did notice that. Where, that where that's... Every every single game. Uh, yeah, good luck. One good of luck us. finding one of those. <laughs> I, I'm probably... not even gonna look. <laughs> I'm not even going to look through the rest of the schedule. And flipping through notebooks. <laughs> I, I don't know how many weeks we've had where we all the games that we agreed on, we won them all. That's that's extremely uh, extremely rare. But no, that's I, how we, you end up with a twelve and a nine. Uh, we both definitely had the Saints uh, over the Jets. Uh, okay, easily. good. Yeah, it had, we had to have because I know I won that one, and we agreed on that one. That wasn't one of the ones I believe we disagreed on. The forty-five uh, point second quarter for that Packers Bears game that was uh, that was a wow yeah. that was a that was a hot damn was, my, my uh, wife was at that game yeah I saw the picture. for free for free hey the best best price best kind of tickets mm-hmm. um, yeah I, it, there's again those flashes there's those those plays those you get the speed guys out there and and guys that you didn't even know had any, you know, talent, you just knew they were fast, and all of a sudden they're streaking down the field. It's like, oh, D- Demir Bird? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Jakeem Grand? Uh, I, I was about know? to call him Eddie Grant. You know, <laughs> he was wait, boogieing that, down to Electric oh, Avenue. Electric Avenue. <laughs> um, Google it, kids. It's old. We've got to get that drop now for every time the great Jakeem <laughs> Grant. I will tell you what, though. That punt return, that, that, that stopped. You know that that to just stop dead in your tracks at your own five yard line like that to, to let the Packer defenders 
go running by you and then change fields the way. I mean, that was a great play. No, no question. That broke was... ankles, just just going dead stop on that punt return, and then everything opened up for him. And that boy, that kid's fast. That he was on fire going down that sideline. It was like yeah. a, a fireball just racing down the uh, down the sideline. Uh, yeah, excellent never play. Heard of I think this he was before. <laughs> right. No idea special... who this was. That's that's how special I ended up calling player him of the Eddie week Grant. <laughs> Jakeem, Jakeem Grant, <laughs> Jakeem Grant Sr., get it right. Um, I just got to do every, every time I see him now, I'm going to do that. Oh, yay! And, uh, <laughs> and after all that, the Packers oh, still own the Bears. And they still, well, you know what? We won that pick. We did. That that was just, because no matter what the Bears the- did, I, we, we knew the Packers were still going to win and cover. No matter what the Bears about the flashes, the, the, the Justin Fields flashes, and on the other side you got Aaron Rodgers going for for three forty one with four touchdowns. So. Yeah, flash that. Yeah. What a bad foot. And, and looking easy, making it look easy. If his foot wasn't bad, he'd have went for four fifty and five TDs, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I do appreciate. Uh, there's still, I know Aaron Jones came back from injury, and maybe he came back a little too soon. But this this. This Packers resurgent offense, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but, boy, this, this really seems to tie in with the fact that they keep feeding the ball to A.J. Dillon. It's your guy. He's a beast. Oh, he is. There's no no doubt about that. And, um, you know, and then having those two running backs, though, that keeps legs fresh, uh, as we're seeing in this uh, New England game tonight, this New England Indy game. It's not over yet, but – uh, you know, may, maybe we should have looked at the team, both teams coming off the bye. Oh, may, maybe we should have picked the team that had Jonathan Taylor coming off of it. But you want to talk about getting fresh legs late? I mean, he. I, I picked the coach. I picked the guy that me too to, to know who's you know, who he's playing against and to neutralize that a little bit. I mean, uh-huh. and also the quarterbacks that are both making mistakes out there. I thought Mac Jones would make less mistakes than. Uh, Carson yeah. Winston, he's, he's made more, unfortunately, but playing like a rookie. But you yeah. know what? It's what? What do we got? Twenty to twenty to seven here. It, this game ain't over. Okay, that's why I was gonna ask. Was when I turned the TV off and got ready for the show. Was it was twenty to nothing, and it was yeah, over yeah, as far as I was. Twenty. It's but... twenty to seven. Uh, okay. Just started the fourth quarter, so don't count. It, Carson Wentz will give the other team somewhere an opportunity in this game. He's tried. He's he's already. They've both been trying to throw the ball to the other team. So yeah, it, it may happen. It, it, there's, there's plenty of time. So it's one of those rare occurrences where we're live on air as as a game is on. It is. I uh, would. I, I probably would have it on if it was a decent game and sort of be you know watching out the corner of my eye while I oh, do the sure. show. But I turned it off because it was twenty nine. I thought it was over. I was like, "This is bullshit." And for all man. we know, it might be. I mean, it's still a two score, right. you know, two score game, and uh, the odds would, but the odds don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> oh, one of us oh, is keeping an sure. eye oh, on it. Oh, so that's hold good. on a second. Oh, breaking news. Hello. Hi. Hello. How's it going? How are you? Good. <laughs> I'm doing good. You're you're up late. We were watching a show. Oh. That's good. What 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 show are you watching? We were watching YouTube. Oh, okay. What was on YouTube? 
Collins key. Uh oh, we're getting cold. Say goodnight, buddy. Alright. <laughs> Love you, bud. Oh. I guess yeah, I got was... to stay up a little extra tonight. Yeah, he was. I was trying to figure out the. Uh, I was about to run into another age gap because he was saying they were up late watching a show, yeah. and I asked what show, and he said YouTube, and I was like, mm. "Well, that's yeah." They have all these, <laughs> man. A lot of shows on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and they watch a lot of them. So, and then, not, then not I asked, we had. We were, I'm not going to go into old man territory here, but yeah, they, back they, in our day, yeah, <laughs> we had four channels. You couldn't just pause your show and run to the bathroom. <laughs> But I asked him which show on YouTube, and he said a name, and I have utterly no idea what he yeah, said. Yeah, don't worry. So, you're not missing anything. Obviously, I'd never heard of it, and that's the end of that. Yeah, you're not missing anything. <sighs> so we had our, our very good week in, in week 14. Uh, the game that I had actually uh, notes on that I watched the whole game and, and was interested in uh, was, was the – Bill's uh, Buccaneers game. I can't go to my phone and look at my notes because my phone is dead. Yeah. You know what, though? I will say uh, we both won that pick, you know, because Tampa gets the the overtime touchdown. But I'm not going to dance on the Bills' grave here. They they didn't quit. They showed up. They fought back. They tied that late. They they showed me more. You know, I said, you got to show me something. And they did. They still lost. I said even. I, I even said that when we made the pick. Like, hey, you can still lose, but just don't lose like like you have been. Don't do that, right? Don't go down like. Don't go out like dogs. And and it looked like they were going too early, but they fought. They fought back. I mean, Josh, Josh Allen just decided. You know, uh, he, he did the Joe Boo. I do it myself, and uh, <laughs> decided that he was going to be the Bills' running game and passing game, and just pretty much try to do it all. And it almost worked. Um, but the Bills a little, showed a little heart. Maybe this was sort of that, that wake-up moment for the Bills. I don't know what the hell that was, man. I, you're not going to survive deciding that your main running game needs to be your, your quarterback. Um, Lamar no, Jackson, ironically, Lamar Jackson, the same week 14, um, did what you've been saying was going to happen to all running quarterbacks eventually is that something's going to happen where they get hurt. Either they yeah. get, get hurt or jacked up. Uh, so it, it was uh, the week of foot sprains and COVID strains, as I had titled the show. Because... But I actually covered that number, I think, because Lamar got hurt. Because <laughs> Tyler Huntley actually uh, moved Again, that offense. Again. Uh, for the second time coming in as a as a substitute, he did that yeah. in the uh, Chicago victory as well. Yeah. Uh, but that was a start, actually. Um, he had come in uh, when Lamar got hurt in a different game and, right. and, and did well. And, uh, yeah, uh, that exactly what got you that, that very cheap cover, but which I'm not going to complain about because <laughs> I've had a whole that lot was, of cheap covers this year. Was, that was cheap. I snuck under a, oh, what did I sneak under a hook. I mean, I stuck yes. under a cop-out line on that one, or was that a hook? That was a hook. Yeah. And Baltimore, two, two and uh, that's one of them. One by two. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. I'm, I'm I was sure due. you will. I was due. Uh, but back to the Bills. Uh, yeah, they, they get their, their guy hurt. Project uh, gets his foot rolled up. And I really thought it was over at that point because this was in the middle of them mounting their comeback on, on Tampa, who had built the big lead. And – deciding to not run at all in the first half 
um, hardly at all. And then coming back in the second half, deciding to finally establish a run game on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by calling a whole bunch of quarterback runs to the left. And it was just, it was just the weirdest strategy, man. I, and I, obviously Sean McDermott doesn't like his running backs. He doesn't trust his running backs. He doesn't like his, yep. his running back core. And he tries not to use them apparently uh, at, at all. Um, I get it. But if you're going to decide to use a they, they they played the game backwards. They used the, the pass all game to open up Josh Allen running, which is, Right. That's that's reverse. That's not yeah, the way they, it's supposed they got to themselves, go. They got themselves so far down in the game, you would figure, hey, we're in obvious passing situations. So I guess the run's there if you want it. And there it was, and he, and he kept taking it. And yeah. he winds up, uh, I think, the fourth quarterback ever to throw for 300 and run for 100, which is great, but uh, he got hurt and they lost anyway. Yeah, that's and, like a great Jeopardy answer. Yeah, yeah, nice um, trivia. Yes, but the Bills, at least, they fought back. They, they could have just done what they've been doing, right? They could have just laid down and taken it, and, and, and they didn't. So I'll take that as a plus. The manner in which they came back and had to come back, you would like to hope that that's just they played the situation and Josh Allen was taking what that defense was giving him. Because I mean, you know, it was 109 yards, but it was only 12 attempts. So and so he was he was getting chunks. Sure, the Buccaneers weren't expecting it. I guess. Well, that's, that's also easy to do when that defense is pretty much you know don't don't let them beat you deep. Mm-hmm. So you can you can operate underneath uh, with that running game, and you know you you're, you're not rushing as many guys, you're not sending the blitzers, you're just trying to like, no big plays. So yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it was the perfect scenario for him to do that. Obviously, getting down you know three touchdowns isn't. Isn't the way you want to establish your running game? It's, it's completely backwards, uh, but but it worked. They came back inside the game and forced overtime. I'm, I'm paying close attention to the Buccaneers on offense uh, as the Bills are mounting this comeback because uh, if Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers offense can just answer those touchdowns, then there is no comeback, and it's just uh, well yeah. they tried at least they fought and they didn't have an answer. I think the Bills, the Buccaneers were kind of shell-shocked. I think they were kind of stunned that Buffalo was even mounting a comeback and they just kind of had mentally checked out. I, I know that's a harsh accusation of level, but uh, they, that offense did not look anywhere near the same in the second half as they did in the first. It's, it's like they sort of turned it off and thought that they were you know, done for the day. And all of a sudden, here comes Buffalo back. Uh, now, you know, Matt Milano had a, a great coverage sack in there to, to end one of the drives. Um, it wasn't all Tampa shutting themselves down. The Bills get credit also for playing defense. But I really think that the Buccaneers' offense and Tom Brady uh, could have you know, put up 60 if they wanted to. If they stayed focused and actually thought they had to play the whole game instead of only uh, 30 or 40 minutes of it, uh, they, they probably would have blown the, the Bills' doors off. But I think that's one of those rare occasions. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't get accused of – uh, shutting it down and taking the foot uh, off the gas very often. And, and of course he couldn't under Belichick because Bill Belichick doesn't allow that. He puts his foot on your throat uh, every time. Uh, but yeah, I actually think that's uh, a situation where the Buccaneers probably should have blown the, the Bills doors off and just kind of didn't expect there to be a, any fight in them. Yeah. 
and that could have been, you know, Bills are down 24 to three and, you know, the desperation time starts to set in. Right. And, you know, they get a good, I'm sure they got a little talking to at halftime in the game and they, they at least showed up in the second half because you're down 24 to three at halftime. It, the way the Bills games have been going, it would have been very easy for them to lose this game, you know, 41 to 10. Yeah. And and they didn't do it. And they got that thing to overtime. They end up giving up the overtime touchdown, which helped us. Uh, Definitely. I believe a, a field goal victory for Tampa would have been a loss. So That's we'll take right. It. Thank you, Brashad Perriman. Yes. And thank, and thank you, Bills defense, for having no defensive backs on the field on that side of the field after uh, Perriman crosses under and, and yeah. sheds the one DB. It just, there's nobody left. It's like, uh, I don't think that's a good defensive strategy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the way they drew that play up. I'm guessing that's not how they drew that up. Yeah, I don't know what to take from that game on either side. I, I really think Tampa took their, their eye off the ball there, and that's was a big contributor to why Buffalo was able to mount that comeback. I, I don't want to take all the credit away from Buffalo for doing what they did, but I really, in my heart of hearts, things Tampa – could have just destroyed them if they wanted yeah. to. And, and but we also know that 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 back end for Tampa is shot. You can you know it, it, Josh Allen still threw for three hundred. Sure, so he was still putting up the numbers in the air too. But that that Tampa defense isn't what it was last year. No, and they played a very good first half uh, in in holding the Bills down and and making up for what they were missing. Uh, so I, I think the Tampa came out you know, with the, with the killer instinct and they wanted to bury uh, the bills and put them down. And they did for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it's, it's hard for me to really take, uh, take anything away from either side. Cause I really don't know what to make of it. So uh, what else, what else stood out to you? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I got some yeah. things, but I'm sure you've got some too. Well, I'm, I'm about to say you're looking at the board, right? Like I am. So we both I mean, see look, now. Uh, what's that? Oh, I don't see that. I'm not. I actually don't have the studio up. Oh, okay. Well, I, I got the studio up. Uh, so we're about we're about to be joined uh, for oh. for a little uh, little uh, Jersey conversation. If you're ready for it, can we handle Lou and Jersey? Lou, you're on the air. What's up? How are we gonna handle me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, this COVID situation is really messing us up. You know, you know, 20 players on one team uh, getting infected or in protocol, another 25. I mean, it's just it's just become you know absolutely absurd. Last, although last year at this time, you know, it was I I think it was um, a little bit a little bit worse, but now it seems to be catching up. You know, I think I think of course you know the colder climates are now. Uh, coming to a factor, but this is, you know, really beginning to take its toll, I think, um, on the, on the players, you know, I know they're going to make the games up, but, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's still hard to, hard to, to see all these, uh, injuries, you know, injuries coming up and, uh, the COVID situation, because more and more players seem to get affected every week. Well, we're definitely I mean, having a big, big yeah. outbreak right now. It's, uh... Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, not for nothing. Of course, it's it's hard to keep you know a distance when you're on the field. You know, almost like you know, basically killing each other, and basically you know it's gonna it's gonna spread. It's not like in baseball where you have distance. There's really, there's really no distance in football. So naturally, if one player does have it, it's gonna it's gonna spread to the other players. 
Yeah, I think it's, course, it's uh, more in the locker rooms. I don't think it's uh, in the games necessarily. I think it's the, you know, yeah, when the players are all around each other in practice and whatnot. Well, you can't help that. I mean, that's going to be a given. Yeah. You, know, you can't. There are times. You, there are times. You know that you're not going to be able to avoid them. You know, keep a distance. But you know, with the contact alone, of course, that also, that also I think adds to it because football does have a lot of contact. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's not just the players; it's the, it's the coaches and the staff that are getting infected as well. Yeah, that's that's why I say is you know the coaches aren't playing each other uh, during the games at all, so that's uh, obviously it's, yeah, it's, that's that's the strange part. Yeah, it's it's the meetings, it's the practice and, and meetings where it's all spreading. And, you know, they go wherever they go after the games and whatnot, and hang out hang out with their their boys and go to the clubs and their families. And then they yeah, play. that could be a problem too. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you're supposed to be you know thinking about the game and, you know, trying to make your run of the playoffs, you know, not be a dimwit and like, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to head down to Studio 54 after the game. You want to join? Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll join you. If we got COVID, so what? You know, <laughs> you can't be like that, though. And not the best you know, idea to pay. You got to take it seriously. That's the problem. They don't seem to be taking, you know, the warning seriously. And in the end, that's going to hurt you, and especially if you're not vaccinated. Then you're real, then the one that's gonna look stupid is you. Now, we we've been uh, screaming about it and wondering about it for uh, a year or two years now. So it's basically you know you you do what you can and and hope for the best is is pretty much all you can do. Yeah, but you're not making the effort at the same time either. You know. Well, they got some new protocols uh, after this big big yeah, outbreak. There's going to be, I think, more emphasis on trying to get these guys cleared so that there's not, you know, they're, they're not sitting there for a whole week or 10 days if they're vaccinated uh, right. trying to wait for symptoms to go away. I think uh, once you, you know, test negative and whatnot, they're, they're getting them back out on the field quicker. So it's, it's not going to be quite as many guys in the future because they, they changed the protocols a little bit. So Right. They're, right. Using, they're using last year's. You know, they hadn't changed the protocol, so they're using what was, you know, and obviously we've learned so much more over the last year versus what it was a year ago, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember right when the, when the you know, pandemic started, and I'll never forget watching, you know, we talk about it here on the show, it was watching a, uh, like an NCAA uh, uh, regional tournament to see who was, like, going to get into the... Yes, yes. The, and they literally, like, ran everybody off the court. At halftime. Well, actually, and like, um, it almost like it was like, oh my gosh, we're all going to get COVID if we don't just evacuate the arena right now. I, I think we're past that. We are. But, you know, at the same time, with the hockey is, you know, suffering as well because they're, can't, they're postponing Kansas games, you know, left and right. And the other one they're going to make, whereas for football, you know, they just only push it back like, um, you know, a day or two at a time. So there's a, there's a big difference yeah. in how these leagues are handling it. Yeah, certainly when you have only one game a week as opposed to hockey with, you know, three and four, three. Uh, they have a, a lot more decisions to make on a daily basis because there's a lot more games being affected. Um, yeah. So I, it, how they're doing it, how the NBA is doing it, um, I, I think, yeah, like Jason said, we've come a long way since last year. Last year, uh, outbreaks like this, oh, man, it, it would have been Katie bar the door and, and uh, send teams home for two weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't have anything for three and a half months, you know, after it started. Yep. Uh, and yet I get, yet I get hit on my show anyway. Hmm, interesting. Well, we we weren't in a basketball bubble. We we could do that. Right. We we, we didn't have well, to I mean, quarantine from, in a city. No, but but from like from March from that point of March on to like uh, uh, late June, you know, we were all like you know, just uh, like starving to get something done. You know, sure. for three and a half months we were without sports. I was lucky enough that I was still able to have a show. <laughs> but we did, but we did, you know, touch bases on other things. You know, um, you know, like the cancellations, uh, the Jordan miniseries, and stuff like that. So I did find a way around it. It wasn't easy, but I found it. Uh, Jay and I are, are living proof. You can find something to talk about, no matter what. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll fill. You just, well, yeah, think, just tell me when. Tell me when. Tell me where. All right, we'll fill the time. Definitely. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, how am I gonna pull this off? Well, luckily I did. You know, but getting back to it, you know, they have to. They have to really, you know, watch more themselves. You know, because you know, if you do, if you do one stupid one stupid move, it's gonna hurt you in the end. And you're going to get caught with a virus, and that's the last thing we need. I mean, you know, because there's been a lot of there's been a lot of you know cancellations for other events, uh, not just for but for other events around, especially around the New York City area. And you know, that is something that I don't want to see. You know, come into the sports world. Like, okay, here we go again. How long are we on this time for? So, for your sake and for the fans' sake, you know, you know. Try to stay healthy, and hey, if you're not vaccinated, what are you waiting for, stupid? Get vaccinated. You heard that, Lou has spoken. Uh, yeah. What are you looking forward to this weekend in football, Lou? Anything? Uh, we won't talk about your Jets. I think they can beat Miami, to be honest with you. Really? No joke. No joke. Okay. I'm hoping, oh, no. Well, I am hoping to see that if, if the Dallas-Giants game does go on tomorrow, I hope Dallas uh, – you know, can really stick it to them. Ah. <laughs> Assuming that game does go on, because uh, the uh, the Giants look like a you know pretty banged up. You know, they have cases of COVID um, up the wazoo as well. Right. Well, that's all we can do is wait and stand by. We, there's so many games that you know it's up in the air as who's who's playing and who's not. We're just kind of uh, guessing in the dark at this point. Although I don't mind a Tuesday night game, to be honest with you, it, it's different. Just not too many of them. No, I, 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 I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it big. every now yeah. and then, I guess. Yeah, we did it last year. It felt weird. Yeah, it, it that was, was, it was nothing wrong. With weird, nothing wrong. With weird. I, I don't want it too much. <laughs> Once in a no, while, those, but those yeah, teams I have to it. bounce back from playing on Tuesday um, to then play. I get it. Potentially on a. Uh, on Saturday or or Sunday, you know. So, I get because if, yeah. if you do play more than one two a week, you know, it does kind of drain you out. I guess, like I said, it's not like baseball where they can able to handle that. You know, five six nights a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we always talk about teams coming off of a Monday night like it's a short week. Like, wait a minute, these <laughs> are like the best conditioned athletes in the world. Right. And we're worried they played a you know they're playing a game on five days rest instead of six but that's I know a lot of that's media but they they still talk about it so now we're talking about teams potentially playing on three well days the media rest. the media can be you know can be a little whack 
Well, I think it's play, talking like, to the actual players. They they're the ones that say it's a car crash, and I need yeah. that, that 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 I need all that's six true. seven days to yeah. recover and feel like myself. They also so. have a routine. Yeah. And that's what you're messing right. with. You're not so much messing with ah, the recovery. Of course. You're messing with you're messing with the routine. The routine. Guys, you're thinking about the routine, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, think back to when they first started with Monday nights back, you know, in the early seventies, you know, they I don't know how much they complained about back then, but um, you know, because you had the same problem. You did a Monday night and then you came back off what they say, short rest to get ready for Sunday. So, you know, it, it's nothing new, people. I mean, really. Yeah, they were all on coke back then, so it was fine. <laughs> of course, Lou, I, we always... was just be... I was just being born back then when Monday Night Football started. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, Lou, really. we we always appreciate the uh, the honesty and the insight. So, hang in there. I know it's rough up there in the east uh, with the COVID, but it, it, we we've all gotten through actually, it before. We'll, we'll get through it again. All right, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, right, and uh, if you got time, if you got time on January eighth when my show will restart, uh, call the show, the Enhanced Sports Show, five one two five four three four six six two. We're on five to seven p.m. East Coast time. Uh, we're off next two weeks of uh, Christmas and New Year's Day. Well, everybody's gonna be so hungover for the night before. So like, ah, forget that. So I'll just do it. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. That's... Sorry, I got sorry, I got drunk last night. Yeah, of course, duh. You big dope. <laughs> and like, there if I do, like, you think I was gonna do a show on Christmas? I'm like, what are you nuts? Like, gonna do a show on Christmas? Yeah, no, we're 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 not doing this show on Christmas either. No, we'll work around. I don't it, think though. so. If you do, you're crazy. If you do, you're crazy. Or you're well, well we're crazy. Some people think not I'm crazy. crazy. You should hear my show sometime. <laughs> All right, Lou, thanks a lot. It's more wackier than Hollywood Squares. Good night. <laughs> that is the one and only Lou in Jersey. Thanks. Nothing yeah, like him. So I see the NFL now uh, has, you know, they're they're massaging these COVID rules. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're it, it obviously, uh, I have uh, figured out the number one uh, reason uh, why they've done this. <laughs> yeah, and, as always. But as well, the NFL. I, I was waiting for this moment where something was would would give right, and I think this is sort of that first shot. Even though nobody's really talking about it, I think this is the NFL's first shot of the. Yeah, this, the virus isn't going anywhere, right? Just, we're just going to have to live with this thing right now, right? We're not going to be able to – we can't just worry about cases or any of this stuff because we've got these guys that are clearly healthy. They're not showing any symptoms, but we're we're changing everything that we do because we're just testing everything. So the NFL's idea is uh, we just shouldn't be testing these guys, like, all the time. And now mm-hmm. you're not going to end up with these, like, you know, 20 – 20 guys, 25 guys, these guys are like, I don't, I don't, I feel fine, <laughs> you know? So I the think the NFL's, the NFL's taking that. Well, it, but, but with a less case, if you just don't test, come on. Well, easy. yeah, but we're going to reach a point, especially as this thing keeps mutating, that it just becomes 
you know, becomes endemic versus pandemic, where it's just it's just there. It's just another thing that you deal with. It's the flu, it's a cold, and we'll have these strains of COVID until it basically runs itself, you know, into a mutation that's not uh, serious or deadly serious, where it's even less serious now than it was at the beginning. So I, I, the NFL's the I would surprise they were the first ones to do this. We're like, hey, you know what? We're not gonna. We're not going to just keep testing everybody for this thing. It's there. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to, these guys aren't in jeopardy. We're not going to cancel our league. And it's all about the money. Money will always win. I'm not surprised it's the NFL at all. Nobody fucking protects a shield like the NFL. Come on. They're going to make sure. I'm not saying that's the Trump strategy, but because that was totally different. That was like, we're trying to, you know, just like make the numbers look, you know, better than they are. Yeah. I think the NFL is just at that point, like these guys have done everything we've told them to do. They're vaccinated. They're asymptomatic, but they, they test for this, but you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to change the way we're doing business. If, if everybody's following, if it was they're doing what we told them to do. And now we're going to cancel games, remove games. And, yeah. Cause then at that point with, with something that's going around, like it's going around right now, I don't think they want the alternative. I don't think they want, you know, everybody locked up in their house in two weeks to flatten the curve again. I don't think we're going there. So you either have to adjust to it on the fly or you've got to go nuclear. And nobody's after what we went through last year, nobody's going nuclear. They definitely don't don't want to go nuclear again. This is all in conjunction with the Players Association. So this is something yeah. where they, they all came together, uh, you know, all about the money with all of them and said, yes. how do we figure a way to keep the season going and keep our, our players on the field, the ones that are healthy and not sick, uh, who may right. or may not test positive for this, but may be just fine after, you know, five or six days uh, instead of having them, you know, in their house for two weeks. Right. Um, and, and it's not week four. No, no, this is deep deep into the season here. Uh We're talking playoffs and playoff seating and these guys' livelihoods and pay and both. Yeah, I I think you you take a poll of these guys, guys like I'm asymptomatic, but I tested, I'm playing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I feel good, I'm playing. And I think that's where the league is just like, you know, that's where they're moving on through this. But still a little surprising because you'd figure there would have eventually been that 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 turning of the tide into just that the more of the acceptance of COVID versus the um, the fear, right? We're just gonna we're going to base every decision, you know, in our country, in our in our sports, in our everything, in our workplace. We're just gonna base everything off of fear of this virus that's out there. And the NFL was the first ones to go. Well, you know what? We, we guys are healthy. Nobody's you know nobody's in dire straits. They're okay playing. We're okay playing. We're going to pay them. They're all happy. Put out. Let's put the product out there and not ruin our season. That's not what you want to be remembered for. Well, I don't know if it was so much fear as it was an abundance of caution, which some people think that's the same thing. Um, I I think they were everything. Every league was trying to be cautious, was trying to have an abundance of caution, and I don't think there was anything wrong with that. There's caution last year. It was it was fear. And, and well-founded fear, I think, with with all the deaths that were happening and all the the unknown that was out there. Right. So I, I that's what I mean. Is now we we know so much more now 
than we knew when it started versus when we started everything up and we did the bowl and we did the thing with baseball and football that we did this nobody in the stands thing and, you know nobody's talking about the fans <laughs> yeah fuck the fans no we're gonna pack the six thousand in there <laughs> <laughs> right so I, yeah i think I, it's just becoming more as more as we learn more about it it just it's becoming you know sadly it's just becoming a way of life right now. Eventually, your life takes out takes over, you know, ending, you know, everything. Yeah, I can see, uh, I guess, both sides. There is a lot more knowledge about everything. There's a lot. Uh, the vaccine is out there is a big part of it that wasn't out there last year, um, and it's less deadly. There's also that. It's not that there's right. uh, less. Uh, uh, fear or, or, or less fear mongering, I think is just more reality of there's not thousands of bodies stacked up in New York like there was. And, and it's just not quite as deadly as it was last year, partially thanks to the vaccine uh, and partially thanks to the mutation. So there's all of that Correct. is going it's, on. Yeah. You look at like, we're two years into this now, Yeah, you know, it's mutated multiple times, but normal viruses will mutate and when they mutate, they become more transmissible, but less severe. And that's what Omicron or whatever they want to, you know, whatever uh, is. Glad, I'm is, glad you're the first to try to pronounce it because I'm not going to try because I don't know how yes. to do it and I'm not even going to. But that is less, it, it, you know, it was, came out in South South Africa and had been in Europe, they found. But they're coming out right now. As soon as South Africa found it, they're like, yeah, I mean, people are getting this, but it's like the cold everybody's getting it and it's passing around because it's very easily spread but nobody's really dying from it so I think the NFL is also looking at you know the science part of it that says yeah this is going to run around this is going to run through your locker room and you might not even know it right probably some guys that have it and have no idea right where I think we get back to the more of the common sense pre-COVID thing when COVID was more of the fear factor which was Wash your hands, stay home if you feel sick, you know, that type of like common sense stuff. Yes. Um, I can Which see us getting the case now, by the way. Right. That should be exactly what it is right now. Yeah. Wash your hands. Well, you should always wash your hands. Well, but wash your hands, stay home if you feel sick. But we're not going to we're not going to just rant. We're just not going to test these guys ad nauseum. And I think that's where the NFL is just like enough is enough. We got to finish our season. Here. We're not going to we're, we're not yeah, going to have we gotta finish the season. Playoffs by are cases. coming. You, Playoffs are coming. Big money, big TV they don't revenue. Want, yeah. No one wants Tuesday night playoff football. Nobody wants that. The players <laughs> don't want it. The league doesn't want it. The networks don't want it. Literally, nobody wants that. Uh, they're trying to. They're basically uh, doing whatever yes. they can to make sure that we don't have Tuesday night playoff football yes. or more games moved uh, closer to playoff time, where playoff seating is is you know week seventeen and eighteen. We don't we don't want Tuesday night games in week seventeen and eighteen either. That's uh, also part of it. So yeah, all of that is is in play, uh, and right. they're trying to do their best to uh, to to not have. Yeah, the, their hand was forced. You, you you're surprised that they're hand was forced now. I'm, I'm really not. They, they had no choice. This outbreak, this recent wave uh-huh. right now that, that, that is, that's hit the league uh, has forced their hand. This is what they had to do uh, 
Roger Goodell didn't want to, but he looked around and saw, okay, this team's got 20, this other team's got 25, and um, we got to do something, guys. <laughs> yeah. He called the, the meeting with the union and says, we got to figure something out because this shit's got to stop. This stops now is basically well, what, I, they're, what they're saying. But I think what you're finding, and this is why the players' union's in this too, if you've got, let's say you've got a locker room and you've got 20 of these guys, all 20 of those guys might be, like, capable of playing football. These are, you know, these aren't the people whose bodies were stacked in morgues. These are the, like, prime physical condition of their lives. You know, for something that's a less virulent virus than it was two years ago, um, you know, you know, hell, Michael Jordan was almost like dying when he played in that one playoff game, and he's a hero. Would you imagine if they would get everybody off the court? <laughs> you know, and he looked like he was dying too. They they probably yeah. should have been should have stayed away from him, whatever right. the hell he got everybody off the court. Yeah. <laughs> they're all hugging, they're all hugging him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I just think it's just sort of it, this is just an evolution of trying to get over this thing versus like this feeling like we're going to be in this thing you know, forever. Baker Mayfield is is just one of many many examples of yes. Uh, Tested positive early early in, uh, in the week, Monday, Tuesday, um, because the protocols would not be eligible to play if they had this game tomorrow like they're supposed to, but because right. they moved that game uh, to, to Monday night, uh, Vegas-Cleveland, is that Monday or Tuesday? That's um, Monday. Yeah, that's, they moved that to Monday right before the uh, Vikings-Bears game. Yeah. Um, there's a chance Baker might play. He might be. He might get cleared. Uh, yeah, and, back... you, and you've got a sense with some of the like I called massaging of these protocols that some of that has to do with they're trying to figure out ways to get these guys playing. They're trying to make sure they don't have another Kendall Hinton where you're, you're down to your oh, six string wide yeah. uh, wide receiver playing quarterback, or, or Nick Mullins signed off the street and now yeah. he's got to go and play against you know the Raiders at, at mostly full strength. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it works. Uh, we'll we'll see how it works. I'm yeah. Know. I was going to bring that up. Case Keenum, the backup, also had has COVID. Uh, right. And now with the game moved, he might get clear too. So either we we have literally no idea who the fucking quarterback's going to be for the Browns. We're going to pick that game anyway later because that's what we do. Yeah. And, and yeah, because we pick them all, whether we <laughs> whether we know who's playing or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what fun we have in the NFL! Well, imagine if you're uh, betting these games. Oh well, then you have a problem. If you're still betting with all this uncertainty, then you you just have a, a problem and you need help. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> and that's our core listener is someone who has a football gambling problem. I understand that, but be honest with yourself. Come that's on. Are you saying that's our demo? That's our, our target uh, demo. You know, that's 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 who else is <laughs> it works. Our, our wives. You are know, listening. hey, if you listened to us last week, you made some money. You certainly did. Made made a good amount of money against the spread with both of us. Nine and five with me, and again twelve and two with Jay. If you were on these uh, sites that I'm on, uh, making these picks uh, and moving up in the you know in the rankings, like on the the covers handicapping yeah. site, I'm moving up, and on the uh, uh, pick watch site, uh, I've, I've been moving up. You really would have uh, cleaned up last week uh, with twelve and two, but I did notice that was uh, again it was you know favorite heavy, a lot of not a lot of dogs coming in. Um, I guess a lot of people cleaned up. There were multiple fourteen and O's against the spread on that the is, uh, pick watch site. That's crazy. 
Yeah, we've never done that. In all the years we've been picking, we've never had a, a winless week, and we've never had a perfect week. And I'm okay with that because I have a feeling like if I would have pulled up a 14 and 0, I, oh. I don't know if I'd be on the show today. I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I am retired. I've figured it out and I'm done. I'm off to the sunset. Me and John Elway, you know, <laughs> I've running done off it all. Trophy. Yeah, I, I, I. How do you top? You, you could never top that. So I will always Clean remember that. I'm going <laughs> I, I will forever remember that 14 and 0. And this would very quickly just become a Kings of Non Sequitur podcast. Because <laughs> you can't top that, folks. There's no point in going on because you can't top that. Oh, so, yeah, we uh, had some time there taken up. Uh, we had a phone call, which we always appreciate, but uh, we could kind of rapid fire through the rest of these games, many of the ones that we didn't. Uh, we, I wanted to pat ourselves on the back for the Rams. Um, okay. You were shocked. You were shocked. Shocked, I say. Yes. That that I took the Rams with you. You were just dead certain I was taking the Cardinals, and I, 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 I you know, pulled a fast one on you and agreed with you, and you know what? That came home. It sure did. Um, uh, did you watch the the whole game? I, I did not. I haven't watched much football at all the last six weeks or so, so it's it's been a lot of highlights for me. Highlights ah. or following along with the game, like on my phone. Um I listened to a, a portion of this game during my drive home from work, um, and you know, and the Rams represented. I, I mean, I'm going to give them give them credit. They they showed up. They uh, they were turning over Kyler Murray. Uh, they were getting after him a little bit. And Matthew Stafford. This is why you go get Matthew Stafford, right? There you go. I mean, I, I guess you don't have to watch because you kind of took the points I was going to make. So you, oh. keeping uh, keeping up with the highlights will give you all you need to know. Yeah. Apparently. Hey. It's been working for Skip Bayless for decades. Well, we, we can't all be Skip Bayless or Scream at A, who can break down a game with, with guys who aren't even playing in the game. That's how <laughs> plugged in he is. <sighs> yeah, as, as I was going to say. The, uh, those uh, guys are millionaires, out, by the way. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the, clearly got it figured out over us. Uh, but the, and, and Tony and Mike, who can uh, make a half hour of arguments that they don't believe in at all. You can clearly tell. Yeah. Uh, but they just make it up. There I remember the long. first time I ever saw PTI. I was at a bar with Loser after you know we were playing around to golf, and then we were at the bar, and I was like, "Man, that's our show. <laughs> that's what you and I've been doing for." Wait a minute, <sighs> fat yeah. bald black guy and loud mouth yeah. white guy. What? They stole our bed. What the hell? <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Oh, oh. Go. The Rams, without the cornerback Jalen Ramsey, knew they needed a mega effort by the D-line to keep Arizona in check, and that's exactly what they did. A gutsy yeah. effort all around by the Rams, uh, the defense forcing Kyler Murray and the key mistakes, and Matt Stafford played his ass off. Jay, I just said everything Jay just said, so I don't even know why I repeated myself. 12-2. <laughs> no, why, why, why am I talking at all? You, you got all the answers from last week. You go ahead. No, you hey, you know, hey, it felt good. I, I haven't had – I had that three-week run there on you where I could do some gloating. And we both – but you know what? I, usually if one of us puts up a, a 12 and 2, the other one's going, you know, 5 and 9. Yeah. So that's what made this week so unique was that we, we both had great weeks. This whole season, that run that you went on uh, – after the beginning of the season, where I had a, I, I uh, right. went oh, on a run I, my, yeah, went on a run of my own, and then you came all the way back and, and tied the. Doesn't that feel like about five years ago? This season is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it does, you know. And 
Yeah. Uh, we, we, we both, I believe we both had uh, Detroit getting their win and then quietly disappearing into the night. That worked out pretty good. Um, uh, no, we didn't. That was one of my L's. Oh, I, I thought you had was, an L. Oh, you had Detroit. I'm sorry. I, I didn't um, think the Broncos ever dis, uh, dis, uh, dis, uh, deserved to be favored by ten and a half points over anybody, and I just thought yeah. that was a complete joke. Yeah. Well, they only won uh, by four touchdowns. Uh, uh, and bringing up uh, the Broncos and uh, their Demarius Thomas tribute, we 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 have a ghost yeah. of, of of Sean Taylor uh, companion now, because the uh, Broncos opened the game taking the field with ten men in honor of Demarius Thomas. So uh, here's the difference, though. They got together and coordinated with the Detroit Lions, and, and the Lions understood what was happening and said, okay, go ahead and do it, and we're not going to play. And they, they didn't snap the ball, and they took the delay of game, and the Lions yeah. uh, declined the penalty, and then they actually played the game. They actually figured this out and coordinated with the other team <laughs> instead of Joe Gibbs going out there and doing it up, by himself. You mean they didn't do it? what Washington did and line up without a safety no. and then the bills go, Oh, Hey, there's oh, nobody look. there. Let's run this right <laughs> up the gut at the no safety guy. Yeah, no. Uh, Demarius Thomas gave me one of my favorite uh, oh, moments God. ever. Oh, um, no. in, don't, don't, Tim, don't Tim Tebow oh, uh, throw to give me that pick over you God. in that game in that wild card. Come on. That's what he's, when he, when he died, you go on Twitter, that was the highlight. Oh, but that's all I, 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 I was trying to scroll as fast as, seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Uh, rest in peace, et cetera, et cetera. But I couldn't get through Twitter fast enough that day because everything I scrolled to had that play. Yeah. And I'm tr- yeah. trying to get through it. Like, I don't want to see that play. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But that's yeah. all they were, they kept linking to it. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Oh, you know, you just, I don't know if you relived the moment or you relived me rubbing your face and shit for the whole week after that play the moment because the moment was so uh vivid in my memory because of the circumstances surrounding it which was that was that was beast mode level (sighs) yeah yeah it was yeah exactly and also uh you know big home underdog in the playoff uh that that's also why it was beast mode yes um but no the circumstance was this is back before i even had dvr so i'm videotaping these playoff games okay and i'm working sundays so what happened was I get home from work right when overtime is starting, and I go, okay, whatever happened to lead up to this, I'll, I got the tape, so I'll get to go back and watch that later. But right now it's live, and I'm actually going to sit in front of the TV and enjoy and see what happens, and I enjoyed <laughs> it for play. one play. <laughs> and my, my wife was, like, getting yeah. dinner for me, and I'm like, never mind. It's over. Right. So I, I never got caught quite got you know quite caught up on the situation, but th- there was nothing nefarious going on with this one right thank you for bringing that up i knew about i we, we'd heard about the the death uh la- right. before so, before last week's show it's nefarious i didn't bring up the marius thomas last week on the show but we had heard about it before the show uh all of us i'm, I'm not saying me you know we that we right. have any kind of yeah, we private information i'm saying all of us in 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 the football world heard about the uh the death of yes. demarius thomas at 33 there's a specific reason I didn't bring it up on last week's show, and it's a protest against the media and the way the media – and I'm usually not the uh, the media is evil guy. I'm definitely not one of those. Yeah, that's but, my move. Right. But the way they handled – this is so stinky. It's just, just – how are you going to report that a 33-year-old former Pro Bowl-level uh-huh. athlete 
is found dead in his home and never ever say why he was why? found dead in his home. Right. That's bullshit. This is obviously an OD. I'm just going to say it. There, I have no breaking news. I have no information. I'll obviously he OD'd, okay? Oh, Dr. But, Dre is back. This is why you don't say that uh, as a, in, in the media. It's because you know it's bad and you know it's an OD. This is why everything you heard about Demarius Thomas for the last two weeks now has been what a great guy. His smile <laughs> lights up the room. What a yeah. wonderful human being. Yeah, this being. will come out in April when the toxicology oh. report comes out. Exactly. And It'll you be can a, find out if you have COVID in ten minutes. <laughs> but you don't know why the thirty-three-year-old man dropped dead. Thirty-year-old bullshit died in bullshit. his home. Shit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So that was just my silent protest against the fact <sighs> that this is so obviously bad, and they're just not saying because they don't want to upset the the family and upset yeah. his legacy. And, uh Yeah. It'll be on a Friday at at five in the afternoon in uh, April. <laughs> That the report gets released and, and it'll be Good Friday, right before <laughs> Easter. You know, just bury it. That, that's getting the news dump. That's the 5 p.m. news dump on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know which Friday. I don't know what month, but it will be buried on a Friday afternoon. Uh, why exactly he, he dropped dead in his home? But that's, <sighs> unfortunately, Demarius Thomas will now be a posthumous entry into the Hall of Infamy someday for that play. Yeah. Uh... I'm not going to induct it because I don't want to think about it. Well, I, I don't. I want to rub it in your face. Um, <laughs> Again. Yes. I ended up winning this pick over you. Uh, I want to say real quick, uh, I, I think we're, we got, we got to be done with Cam Newton, right? This is a failed experiment. Yeah. yeah that, it, it's over. It's over. Nice. It was good trying. It was great to get the band back together, but that, that's not working out. Um, and I haven't said much about the Falcons this year, but I did not. I will give this team credit for having any fight in getting to this six and seven record that they have right now. Cause that's a bad team. That's six and seven. But I think that of all the craziness in, in 2021, that might be the low key stupidest thing of the entire season is that the, the Atlanta Falcons have turned into road warriors. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? They sure have. We the can't lose dome on teams, the road. Dome teams aren't supposed to do this. Exactly. Bad teams and maybe dome teams Arthur, are not supposed to be built for grass. Maybe, maybe they just need to rip the roof off of that place. Maybe Arthur Smith's, you know, a mutter. He's he a mutter, right. He's a running coach. But the, but he didn't have any runners until he discovered you know Cordero he, Patterson. He's going to try to build that Falcons offense eventually into that the Titans model, right? Without Derrick Henry, well, right, but they're gonna they're going to go they're gonna get themselves a a bruising type running back and try to turn into a play action team because Cordero Patterson, nice nice player, but he's not your bruising running back. <laughs> not at all. And uh, the favorite matchup this week is the Cordero Patterson versus Debo Samuel matchup. All around player bowl, baby. Yeah, that's a fun one. Battle of the receivers who try to be running backs. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, I, I got that one, but that was, boy, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, one that I got over you, the, uh, the the Peyton Manning rule worked for the 49ers as they let Cincinnati get the field goal in overtime. But it's like Peyton Manning. You, you can't yeah. have a game where yeah. you have a, an overtime. and uh, the, the best player on the field can't take the field. It's Peyton yeah. Manning. We have to make a new rule where if they only kick a field goal, then the other team gets a chance. We have to see everybody get a fair chance. So the Niners uh, 
let Cincinnati get the field goal and the Niners get the ball back and then they get the touchdown to go ahead yeah. and win the game. And, and, you know what? And, and Cincinnati deserved it because Cincinnati had a buried fourth and nine in, in San Francisco's own end and let them convert. The game, that was game. That was ball game over. I had come all the way back. I was going to win that pick over you too mm-hmm. in a comeback fashion. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get greedy. Uh, 13 and one would have been nice, <laughs> but I, I did, you know, I felt good about that pick. Uh, when I made it, didn't look so good early on. And then Cincinnati, they, they just kept plugging away and plugging away. And then they get to overtime, and then they score the field. You know, they, oh, yeah. You know what? Debo in the round touchdown, that by itself justified my contingency pick. I said, if Debo doesn't play, I'm not taking him. He played, yeah. he got a TD. And that, that, as far as I'm concerned, that's what made the difference, not the overtime. So I'll, I'll take that one. You have, yeah, you, you won the pick over me, so you have to think that. So that's good. We have got 15, 14 more games to pick in week 15. Uh, uh, do we have an update on what's going on uh, in, in Indianapolis? Uh, let's see here. Is this Where are we at in this game? I'll give you the live update. Uh, minute 27 left in the fourth quarter. It is 27-17. Uh, so the Patriots, they, they, they tried. They're trying. They, they tried. They tried that, that comeback. They had gotten it to 20-17 to 17, um, with 2.25 to go. Uh, mm. Yes. And then second play of the Colts' next drive, Jonathan Taylor, 67-yard touchdown ball game. You mean Jonathan Taylor made a play? Like the Patriots, they didn't see that coming? Wow. Yeah, Jonathan That's... Taylor, by the way, uh, 29 carries for 170 yards. Yeah, we 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 blew we blew that one. We figured the the, the yeah. goat coach would know that that guy is kind of dangerous and you need to stop yeah. him, and, and they didn't stop him. Ed Carson Carson Wentz is five of twelve for fifty seven yards <laughs> with a touchdown and a pick. Basically, I, I don't want to say this, but Frank Reich page, did the did to the Patriots what the Patriots did to the Bills. There you go. Don't don't let your quarterback lose the game for you. Rely yeah. on that run game. Yeah. Frank Reich, maybe Frank Reich watched that game in the wind, and he was like, wait a minute, I have Carson Wentz, (laughs) but I have Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's sitting there doing Hmm. the weighing option, you know, with his hands. Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. He has to rely on Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Congrats to Frank Reich for finally figuring it out. Yeah, it looks like we're losing that pick. but, yeah, the fresh legs coming off the bye, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Mac Jones, he did he did corral in the second half. He ends up going for 299, getting two touchdowns on top of those two first-half picks, but uh, very little if running game at all for the Patriots. And that makes sense because they were getting blown blown out, so it turns into a pass. You know, so Mac Jones right. gets them all the way back to 20-17 to 17 with 17 straight fourth-quarter points, and, and then Jonathan Taylor just – he says, nah. That's enough of that. <laughs> uh, it, it, so, 27-17 right now, and we are, what, Patriots have it. Uh, it's 4th uh, and 10 midfield with a minute and 10 to go. So, it would take, it would take. I mean, I've got it up on the screen here, but it would take something to to change that one, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, not, not looking good. I don't All think right. Carson Wentz is touching the ball in this game anymore. <laughs> well, he hasn't touched the hand at all. Yes, but that's what I, I mean. He's not throwing it anymore. Ah. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, frenzied, crazy radio sounds, whatever, 
45 minutes to pick 14 games and half the games we don't know who the hell is playing. This is going to be fun, folks. Get ready. And I have nothing next to me to drink, so if my voice goes out, I'm just going to die on the air. Uh, you'll hear all you of got, that in. Well, you got two minutes. Go get a drink. <laughs> uh, you're right. Hang on. And I got to get my wife her phone back. Uh, you'll hear all of that in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. That was close. I got back just in time. Good timing. I was about to take over there. <laughs> nope, I'm back, ready for to to make our 14 picks for the uh, rest of week 15. And whoever's playing is playing, and whoever's not is not. And we'll just kind of make it up as we go along. See how that works. Okay, let's start with the uh, aforementioned Jets lose New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jets are now three and ten. Miami six and seven and surging and, and bum slaying and doing uh, everything that they can do. Jalen Waddle is gooped. I don't think that's going to be something where he's able to come back and get be, uh, be clear by Sundays. I think that happened uh, a little later in this past week. So I think he's going to be down for that one. Uh, Jets will get their running back Michael Carter back from his ankle injury. Uh, Jets one and five on the road. Miami four and three at home. Jets are nine point dogs at the fish. Yeah, I, I appreciate what Lou said. The he you know thinks the Jets can can jump up and, and beat the Dolphins this week, but I I don't I don't see it happening. The Miami, Miami, I mean we we know who they are now, right? You know we we've got the book on the Miami Dolphins, and this is this is their move. They're gonna they're gonna show up small early two is going to look like he's out of his element and doesn't belong to be there. And then, 
Miami, once they're officially sort of like, you know, they're really not in playoff contention anymore, their, line, their schedule really has softened up here, and they're just putting down a lot of bums. And I don't, I don't see that stopping. I, I have no confidence in, in Zach Wilson or this Jet squad that they're going to really show up and, and put up a whole lot of fight. And, uh, you know, Miami's confident. You, you get confident when you beat up on a lot of bums and you keep getting bums week after. Look what the Bills did. I mean, they, they made most of their season uh, beating teams just like this. And then, of course, Miami will eventually get a better opponent and uh, they'll look the part of a really bad team. Um, but, you know, games like this are good because they build, they build confidence. And, and for the Jets, they build character. Uh, definitely not confidence being built by the Jets. Uh, another shit defense for uh, for Tua to pass against, and he passed well against them in Week 11 the, when Miami went up to New York and won 24-17. Tua had 273 yards and two touchdowns in that one. Joe Flacco actually played well for the Jets in, in that L. Um, and this is not Flacco. This is Zach Wilson, who apparently isn't as good as Joe Flacco right now. Um, and I'm still taking the Jets and the points. And the reason why is not anything to do with what Lou said, but uh, simply because Jalen Waddle being gooped actually makes that much of a difference in my mind. It's a lot of this big uh, rallying and, and great play by Tua uh, in the last several weeks has coincided with Jalen Waddle getting the, the playbook figured out and getting uh, to be a bigger part of the offense and him not being out there. I actually think that makes a difference. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jets. Uh, they don't have to win. I'm not doing what Lou is doing and saying I think they can win. But uh, to stick around and stick within nine, eh, I think that's possible. So I'll, I'll go with gang green. All right, Cardinals and Lions. Uh, Arizona, the big – Favorite in this one, of course, they are 10-3 and three now after the loss to L.A. And Detroit won 11-1. and one. Thought they were going to do better coming off of that, uh, that, that first victory, but was not meant to be. Uh, injury issues, uh, New Hopkins season is now over. His regular season, he had surgery on his MCL. Uh, so we don't, at least we don't have to worry about the back and forth all uh, the rest of the way. Uh, will he play? Is he active? We don't know. Uh, not to worry about that. Uh, Chase Edmonds is coming off IR with that ankle injury back in the uh, backfield at running back. But now James Conner has an ankle injury, so he's actually uh, possibly not going to play. So they might just kind of switch off roles there. Um, Detroit again without DeAndre Swift or TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Arizona 7-0 and on the road. Detroit 1-5 and at home. Cards are big favorites. Biggest spread of the week, minus 13 at the Lions. It's a tempting spot here. Detroit is really bad, but they've, they're pesky. You know, and they've, they've had these weeks where they showed up and they got these covers, but wow, they, they showed their ass last week going out to Denver after getting that win and it was dramatic fashion. And that's why I picked against them. You know, those teams that they win, like they act like they win the Super Bowl and they're terrible, kind of like, oh, okay, we got our one. You know, we were not going to have the winless season. And I think this kind of continues here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Arizona. If Arizona had beat the Rams, I would have probably been more tempted to take the Lions in the number, but I think Arizona, they didn't look great on, on prime time against the Rams. I think they need a bounce-back type game, and I think the Lions are going to be just the punching bags that they need to get right. So I'm going to take Arizona here and give them all. I'm looking at the other side. I'm wondering, will the Cardinals refocus off of that big loss to the, to, uh, to the Rams? Uh, will they have a problem refocusing? We we got that short week that we just uh, made fun of. Uh, the, the the only uh, six days to recover from that. Uh, 
it's the kneecap biters. They 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 fight. They grind. They they they're pet like you said. They're pesky. They they did not show any of that against the uh, the Broncos no. for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, but can they get it back this week? No one knows. They very well might. There's just no telling with this team. But you pointed it out last week what their record was against the spread this year. It's really good. You've made money still this year betting the Detroit Lions with the point yeah. spread. Not not like <laughs> you have with the Packers. But yeah, you've made it, for a team that hasn't won anything. Yeah, it's actually been a solid ATS play. Absolutely, I'll go with them again. Thirteen points at home. Why not against a okay. team that might be uh, focused uh, or have trouble have trouble focusing uh, off the big Monday night loss? Uh, I'll, I'll take the points uh, again. Uh, big points uh, for, to start the, the week off with uh, the two underdogs for me. I don't know yeah, what so that here's, means. Here's me again going to my move from last week, uh, taking these big favorites again. Going with the big phase. Well, it worked for you one week. Let's it see did. what happens this week. It did, and I've got a few of the big ones, and then and then and and then I start going with the dogs. So we'll see. A little preview. Uh, no points to worry about in this one. Smallest spread of the week: Titans, Steelers, Tennessee. Now nine and four on the season, four and two on the road, and they get the guy Bud Dupree back uh, off of injured reserve. Just in time to play his former team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers four two and one at home. Uh, smallest spread. Tennessee is a one point dog at Pittsburgh. Yeah, sort of a mirror image type game now, right? <laughs> that that's what's really shocking about this game is you got two teams now. You got Tennessee, who's been sort of neutered in their running game, um, at least against good teams. Or, or mediocre teams, you know, they, they can obviously beat bad teams. We saw that, right? We saw what they did to Jacksonville. Uh, that's great, but you're not going to do that. And Tennessee's been in sort of backsliding ever since the Derrick Henry uh, injury, and then when they were going, you know, with no A.J. Brown, and they had no Julio Jones there for a while, they had neither one of them, and we saw how ugly that was. Um, you know, I, I said I was done with the Steelers. <laughs> but I just don't like this spot for Tennessee. So I'm not I'm not going with a big pro Steelers pick here, but I think this is just a bad spot on the road. Pittsburgh, you know, it's still Big Ben. They're tough at home. I don't like Tennessee in, in this spot against a even middling Pittsburgh team. Tennessee's just too many injuries, not able to do what they want to do offensively. It doesn't feel like a good 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 area for them. Uh, coming off of that blowout win against Jacksonville. No, I mean, again, you shut that team out, you only scored 20. They, they should have probably beat them by 40 or 50 if they had had Derrick Henry, and that was like a full-strength Tennessee team. So it's nice what they did last week, uh, but I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah, we both said that the Steelers had their last gurgle, their last gas they, in they that, did. that Minnesota Thursday night yeah. uh, effort. This is more of an almost, anti-Tennessee pick. Almost pulled, back the, pulled off the historic comeback. Uh, I think there's kind of two gasping squads. I know Tennessee uh, yeah. dominated the, the Jags, but that's not saying anything. Uh, Tennessee's got a little more life than the Steelers, but that's just the kind of game Mike Tomlin wins, isn't it? That's just <laughs> how he does it. And that's right, just how are... the Steelers roll. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm also going to take the Steelers and, and give the one just because it's the type of game that they probably shouldn't win and they probably will. And they'll kick all, they yeah, it'll be a last second Chris Boswell field goal to, to win it. From like 56 yards. Yeah. All right. Super Bowl game of the, of the week. Big time matchup. Texans Jaguars. Yes. It's Houston 
Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are both 2-11 and 11 and fighting out tooth and nail for the bottom of the AFC South. And Jacksonville, of course, coming off of firing Urban Meyer and the Texans coming off of being the Texans because that's right. who they are and what they do. Uh, this spread had to have moved. I meant to look up what the what the line was because I refuse to believe it was this, this, this at the beginning this of the week. opened at three. And just off the Urban Meyer firing, there's no other moves that I can see that were made. There's no goop issues with either team, I don't believe. Just off the firing of the uh, Aztec coach, Urban Meyer, Houston is now a five-point underdog at Jacksonville. I'll tell you what. We've seen the team that's going through turmoil get the bounce when they fire the coach, right? I believe that's where this number moved. I think people are seeing the same thing that we've seen over the years, and it's been they've been belittled and beleaguered and the grinding and all the issues, and Urban Meyer apparently kicked one of his players. And just it, it, uh, What a bunch of silliness. going to be the bounce? I don't know. I mean, it might be a dead cat bounce, but – you're playing the Houston Texans. Even a dead cat bounce should take care of this number against General Mills. I have a feeling that Jacksonville comes out, probably plays their best game of the year, and then they go quietly into the night. So I'll take Jacksonville for this one. If the Jacksonville offense plays much better now that Urban's been sacked, that would be very telling considering that the new interim head coach is the same offensive coordinator that's been running this terrible offense all year, Darrell Bevel. So that would mean if we get James Robinson running crazy and getting the ball handed off to him the number of times that he should in this offense, which is about yes. 20 to 25. Against this Houston run D. Oh, ooh, this Houston run defense. Um, so if that happens, that means that Urban Meyer was even more toxic than we thought he was. That means he was yep. like sabotaging the offense and making them play worse uh, than they actually could. Uh, I've commented on how it's so unusual to see a rookie quarterback get every start and his numbers get worse as the season goes on. You're a rookie. You're supposed to yeah, get he's better regressed. as the season goes on, as the game gets slower to you with more experience. Trevor Lawrence has gotten worse and worse and worse as the season has gone on. His, his numbers are absolutely terrible. That team is averaging 5.9 yards per throw. That is unbelievably bad. And it's just so hard for me to imagine that getting rid of Urban Meyer is going to magically uh, improve everything. Uh, Things started off uh, awful for the Jaguars right off the bat in the first game of the season. They went down to Houston and got housed 37 to 21. That was Uh, the Tyrod Taylor game. The it, it was his mind in that game. He, he did. Uh, the Texans led twenty-seven to seven at halftime, and uh, Urban should have left right then and there. He should have pulled a Avante Davis and just said, "You know what? <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake, and I need <laughs> to leave." This job's not for me. <laughs> it's just, just just not meant for me. I need to go. Uh, he should have went grinding at that point. Um, I I so don't believe in the Jaguars being this. Uh, unearth Jim now that Urban Meyer and I, you know everyone knows how terrible I think Urban Meyer was I'm definitely never been a fan of his but I'm so against the concept of the Jaguars are now going to have a, a big party and play so much better now that Urban Meyer is gone I, I can't believe they moved up to the Jaguar this team is a five-point favorite over somebody else I know it's the Texans but it's the Jaguars God, no oh man I, 
I'm because the Texans can easily win this win this game, and even if they don't, they can cover five against the Jaguars. What are the Jaguars going to do tomorrow to cover five? It, tell me exactly how they're going to do. That. I'm telling you, they're going to win this game. It's going to be like twenty-seven ten or something. It's oh. going to be you're going to and it's going to be a one-week wonder. Like I said, it's the dead cat bounce. I don't think dead cat bounce is a glowing. Uh, no, I, I understand. A glowing, you know, amount of praise, but I think for one week, you know, the coach is gone, you know, the everybody's going to loosen up, and I, I think with the, that sort of pall that he had hanging over this franchise this season, with all of his stupidity, and and you just heard about the way he treated people. I can't believe we're talking about this game as much as we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I you know up, so. you see it one one sometimes that coach gets fired, and a lot of times that coach gets fired, and and everybody plays a little bit more loose, and these are both terrible teams, and uh, yeah, I I think Jacksonville, you know, may, maybe we start to see a little bit of that talent and and all of that that's there, and it'll be for one week, it'll be the glimmer, it'll be your Justin Fields, it'll be your ray of hope, um, and it's against the worst team in football. That I helps. think is I think it's just as likely that General Mills watches the Tyrod Taylor tape at that first game and say, "Oh, this oh, is how man. it goes," and oh, puts man. a three could, could, the That could happen if the if the Jags pull that move. <laughs> they just fire Daryl Bevel too. Just keep firing <laughs> coordinators and all these guys. We, you know, Daryl Bevel is going to need to kick somebody after that game if they get you, beaten by General Mills. Keep firing until you get down to whatever elementary school teachers in Jacksonville. Hey, you're uh-huh. the new coach. All right, moving on to the Panthers. It's been a while since one of us uh, crapped on a lock. Yeah, well, it's the Texans. I I deserve to be crapped on a lock. What happened the last time you locked up the Texans? I'm not here to talk about the past. (laughs) The uh, Panthers and the Bills. don't have to spend a lot of time on that game either. Carolina now at five and eight with Cam Newton and the Bills at seven and six. Uh, I'm not here to talk about the past coming off of that uh, effort against the Buccaneers, which was equal parts bad and inspiring, sort of. Uh, another big spread, uh, actually the same spread, biggest of the week tied with the uh, Cardinals spread, Carolina plus 13 at Buffalo. Yeah, call me crazy, but I'm locking this one up. I'm what? taking the oh. bills. I'm giving them all. Wow. Getting that, getting that out of the way here quick. I think, first of all, is this me locking up the bills, or is this me locking up <laughs> Not Cam Newton. Um, th- yeah, what, whatever Carolina's got going on, it's Cam Newton, it's P.J. Walker, it's it's on the road, it's at Buffalo. Hey, we know Buffalo can do one thing, right? What is the one thing we know Buffalo can do? They can bums play like. some bums. And Carolina has definitely moved into the realm of being a bum. This is a team that started off hotter than shit. Oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna contend for the playoffs. And that thing fell apart so quick you know Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy Sam Darnold gets hurt they go and they re-sign the the corpse of Cam Newton to come and play quarterback for them and play some of the worst halves of football you've ever seen Um, and and then like still do the Superman thing (laughs) like oh (laughs) oh yeah this thing you know it's get right time it's get right time Bills just came off watching the Patriots lose tonight they see that little bit of a crack uh, they probably put a 40-burger up on Carolina. I'm locking up the Bills. Uh, no 40-mile-an-hour wins in the uh, forecast, so that's a good That's positive. Yay! <laughs> that's positive. 
Yeah, Bills should be back to bum slaying. There's no doubt about that. Um, these, speaking of bum slaying, perfect example of of, of bum slaying with, with actually both of these teams. You know, I've called Carolina frauds. Yeah, paper champions. Doing. Uh, and, and the Bills, unfortunately, like I said, losing their uh, top cornerback after all the bums that they've slayed. Now they get to play real teams. But this is not necessarily a real team. But I was just looking at my stats. You know, I love my stats. These yep. are the top two past defenses in football, and I don't believe in either one of them. <laughs> I think they're both frauds. But one of them uh, has Josh Allen. The other one doesn't. Uh, that, that's a very good point. Uh, but no Emmanuel Sanders for Josh Allen. One of his weapons goes away. And also, how much is Project going to run in this game with this messed up foot? Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to have the same strategy. Uh, he might sit th- back there and, and pop and throw all day and, and expose that fraudulent Panthers uh, defense. But uh, it, 13, I- I'm not going to crap on your pick necessarily, but I'm, I'm taking some more big points. I'm taking another underdog. Oh. I'm taking the Panthers to cover the 13. I, I just don't know. Coming off that, that Tampa game, that's another one where I kind of like uh, Arizona where they, they had a big moment where they had to uh, a big opponent and could really prove themselves and kind of came up a little short. Again, an uh, impressive comeback, uh, but but you know didn't get it done in the end. Uh, maybe a little letdown. So I'm, I'm taking the big points there with the Panthers. So we were both crapping on each other's lock a little bit. Wow, been a while. All right, uh, some more uh, big spreads to get out of the way. Giants Dallas in uh, NFC East uh, action, and we use that word action lightly. Dallas nine and four, Giants four and nine. Uh, Tony Pollard may return from his plantar fascia for the uh, Cowboys at running back. Uh, Dallas five and two on the road, and the Giants three and three at home. Dallas the big ten and a half point favorite at G Men. Yeah, that's still that's a lot of points. I mean, but it's Mike Lennon fading <laughs> the Giants since Daniel Jones got hurt has been making some people some money. Uh, I have no reason to think that the Giants are going to put up enough points to stay within, you know, uh, 10 against the Cowboys here. I'm, I'm, I'm giving them all again. I'm going, I'm going with the heavy favorites, but this game doesn't feel close to me. Uh, Dallas is the far superior team. It's Mike Lennon. That, that, that's all you need to know. And that's, I mean, I've been fading the Giants and fading the Giants and, uh, it's been working, you know, I, they, they got their doors blown off last week against the Chargers, um, against the, the Chargers who blow nobody away. <laughs> they got blown away by the Chargers, whoever the Chargers play a one score game against everybody and they, and they got blown out. So I will, I will take Dallas. I will give the points. I'm not putting my faith in Mike Glennon here. Sorry. Just pointing out though, that six games, Six favorites, you, you got them all. Just saying, you're, you're giving them all in all those games. Uh, Dallas blew doors off of the Giants in Week Five, down in Big D, forty-four to twenty, five hundred and twenty-five yards of total offense in that game. Ooh. And I, there's a lot of points, but man, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I can, I can take the G men in, in that situation. <laughs> uh, then Dallas defense versus Glennon, that that should be pretty ugly. Uh, the, the one thing that gives me pause, Dak is trending down, though. Dak Prescott is having some games where he's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, ever since he lost his, his weapons for a couple of weeks there uh, uh, back around Thanksgiving, uh, they, they've come back, but he, he still hasn't gotten back to 100 yet. He's he's, he's all right. 
but yeah, it, it's Mike Glenn and it's the Giants. I, I, I even I got to give them all this time. I got to do it. Got to got to give the ten and a half and take the uh, take the Cowboys. All right, Atlanta and San Francisco and NFC West. Well, old NFC West action. That's how sleepy I've gotten. Uh, Falcons at six and seven, and the uh, San Francisco 49ers at seven and six. I'm I'm gonna make it. I'm hanging in there. Uh, any uh, goop issues with this game? Uh, Nothing no, I've heard of. Uh, still no Eli Mitchell uh, for running back at San Fran, so they're gonna continue to rely on Jeff Wilson and the the animal Debo Samuel uh, as their change of pace back. Uh, Falcons are big 10-point road dogs at the Niners, but the, they're the road warriors. How can this be? Yeah, I'll tell you, ooh, that's a lot of points. But no, no, I'm taking Atlanta here. They, they <laughs> are the road warriors. I'm very, I'm finally going with a big underdog. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. I like. I, I, we talked about it in the in the first hour. I love this Cordero Patterson Debo Samuel thing. I think we're going to have a whole lot of oh yeah. Watch this uh, stuff going on in this game between Kyle uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and, and Arthur Smith trying to show how much they could use those guys in the running and passing game. I mean, hell, put Cordell Patterson back there to run back some kicks, too, because we know he can do that. Um, I, I don't think Atlanta wins, um, but I think they could stay under the number. And I, 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 mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta won this game because I have memories of, uh, of Matt Ryan going out and, uh, and playing some great ball on the road at San Francisco. I remember when they upset that. 49ers team when they were just trash a few seasons ago and the Niners were playing out of their minds. So uh, yeah, I, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll take Atlanta here and the number. Hold my beer. Watch this. Watch this. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to put Cordero at the quarterback and we're going to win some wildcat. Watch this. Um, I, I love all Debo all the time for the Niners. I love them putting them in every position and, you know, Cordero Patterson obviously doing the same thing for Atlanta, but there's just something about the way uh, San Fran looks with, when Debo is back there. It's it's a different animal. It's really scary how good that offense can be. Uh, and, oh, by the way, George Kittle is playing out of his fucking mind as well, the all-world tight end for the 49ers. Boy, when they're healthy, San Fran is dangerous. Uh, they, they must get it right at home versus the Road Warriors. They got to figure out – how to solve these guys who seem to be playing much better on the road than at home, which doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one to give the points here and, and take San Fran. I don't, I don't want to keep saying contingency uh, with Debo. Uh, there's no injury uh, risk. He's not on the injury report or anything like that, but this, I still feel the same way about the Niners when Debo is there. And when he's a part of the offense, it's, it's a different animal. And, and I really like what the Niners are doing. It, of course, is my team from, uh, several weeks ago, I said, "Hey, look out for the 49ers and look at them right, right there in the in the thick of the playoff race." Uh, I think they're pretty up there in the uh, in the wild card standings. Uh, uh, all that here. up here, number six. Current so right six now, yeah. So NFC. right now, the Niners uh, would be in um, just so ahead yeah. of that Washington team. That's such a great wild card. Uh, yeah, I, you know, looking at the playoff <laughs> seeds right now, thank God we have that extra week to shake this out because I don't want a repeat of Tampa, Washington. Oh, Lord. Because that's what it would be right now. Worst playoff game ever. That was Well, not ever. Well, 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 are you talking about the one from The one that 05? we watched. Yeah. No, I'm talking about that uh, Beer Man-Tom Brady matchup. Last oh, year. The from push, last the push. year. 
That was just oh. a, that was that would literally be a rematch of last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, I but was yeah, thinking right about the now, game though, to, but when I, want I came that up three, to your house. Oh my god! But I want that three six matchup. I want that Arizona San Fran matchup. That'd be some fun. Ooh, they, they stay the way it is right now. That that would let's, be a let's barn keep, burner. Let's keep that one. And let's keep Rams <laughs> and Cowboys because that would be fun. But no, I yeah. don't want Tampa Bay and Washington. <laughs> Washington tied with a lot of teams uh, with six wins in the NFC, but they have the current tiebreaker. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of time to figure all that out. Uh, yeah, because uh, there's a whole lot of teams sitting in that six-win range right now. Right. Uh, back to the AFC, Bengals-Broncos, both seven and six, both fighting uh, for wild card positioning, uh, playoff positioning in the uh, that loaded AFC. That's a much – higher quality soup, as I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, of teams fighting for the uh, the final playoff spot. Uh, five teams, seven and six in the AFC. Um, and there are, there are two of those five, and they're going to be playing each other and figuring out that positioning. Uh, see any goop issues with them? Where is that game? Uh, nope, not that I see. Uh, so since he is the uh, slight Underdog on the road plus two and a half at the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I mean Denver. Denver, I think here is the harder read because blowout Detroit a week after showing not playing very well um, at Kansas City, but then a week before that they absolutely just dominate the Chargers in Denver. It is like oh okay, you know, and then the week before that they get blown out at home by Philly. So I'm just like I'm. Good luck if you can figure out the Denver Broncos. What I do know, both of these teams, you know, sneaky good records. These are two seven and six teams. One of them starts super hot and has faded, whereas Denver sort of has just been in the mix all year. Denver's that team I don't think anybody's really like paying any attention to. If you if I told you to just like don't look tell me what you feel like the records on these teams are. I don't think people would go that these are two, seven and six teams. I think they would overvalue the, the Bengals and sort of undervalue Denver. So for that reason, I'm going with the value on the pick. I'm taking Denver at home to hold down Cincinnati. And it is a close pick one. You got to kind of talk out and figure I mean, out. It could uh, go either way. This game could really go either way. Uh, and figure out which side you want to go on. Where I arrived at is it's a great test for the Bengals' offense to figure a way to win. Um, got a quality defense. Uh, they shouldn't have to do much to overcome the Denver offense. I think that's where I'm leaning is that the, the, even if the Bengals don't have, you know, 300 yards from Joe Burrow and, and four touchdown passes, they just need enough. They just need enough out of Burrow in the passing game and enough out of uh, Joe Mixon in the run game to overcome of the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos aren't going to be a threat to score that many points uh, on their, on their offensive end. Uh, so I'm going to just take the Bengals uh, to win the game and sort of hold my nose on that one. Cause I don't feel great about that pick, but uh, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, you know, they got Jamar, Jamar Chase and they got uh, the other weapons that are sort of coming along next to him. T Higgins is developing as a, a nice second option um, and, and Tyler Boyd um, and, the the run game uh, they they they're trying to figure a new way to win they they've had that one way to win just chase the uh, and and Joe Burrow hooking up uh, to start the season and uh, that kind of got grounded a little bit and they they seem like they found some other ways to get things going so I'm gonna go with the Bengals uh, in a in a close one in that pick 
All right, Green Bay and Baltimore, and this one has obviously uh, some issues as far as the quarterback goes. Lamar Jackson is likely not going to go with that ankle that he twisted up last week. Um, they're also not going to have Calais Campbell on the defensive side. And, oh, by the way, they've had a goop outbreak of their own. There's uh, lots of players that are uh, up in the air. Uh, will they be cleared? Will they not? Um, you know, not the biggest stars, but a, a lot. Their, their depth is definitely going to be tested this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers says his toe feels worse, uh, seems like, uh, after every game, but he's still playing uh, at a very high level. So uh, don't expect uh, that to be any different in this one. Green Bay 10-3, 4-3 and on the road. Baltimore 8-5, and 5-1 and at home. Uh, Tyler Huntley, we, we talked about. Snoop Huntley is, uh, came in instead in of Lamar Jackson uh, on several occasions this season already and has, has looked – like a very capable backup, uh, obviously doesn't have the uh, explosiveness athletically of Lamar Jackson, but uh, has done enough to uh, keep the boat afloat and obviously got the win in Chicago in a spot start. So be another spot start for him this time. Packers are big favorites now with Lamar not expected to play. Green Bay is minus six and a half at the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, might be, a, you know, it's a big downgrade in the running game not having the legs of Lamar Jackson, but I'm not so certain it's a downgrade in the passing game um, going to Tyler Huntley because you saw in that game last week that he was able to move them through the air, down the field, and he's mobile enough that he can keep it interesting. But where's the where's the bread buttered for the Ravens? It's, it's, it's buttered in the passing game, right? I mean, in the running game because they need to be able to run the ball Who's not going to be there for the Packers this week? He's out. That's Kenny Clark. That's the big run stuffer up the middle. I think that makes the Packers soft in the middle. Uh, we know that the back end for Baltimore isn't very good, but I, this is one of those I got. I got a weird feeling about this game. I think the Packers could be falling into a trap here, uh, mm. coming off of the 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 you know the, the the big you know the big crazy primetime win against the Bears. This is a spot that you don't normally see them go very often. Oh no, Lamar Jackson. They're playing. Yeah. I'm taking the Ravens to spring the upset here. I'm going Ooh. Ravens with the W. And uh, I will say, no Lamar Jackson, wouldn't that just be so Ravens to win this game? Uh, boy, boy, howdy. Boy, would it ever. Uh, yeah, you know, the way Aaron Rodgers is playing is just so familiar to me as a Bears fan. So I think this is a situation of uh, – you know, battered wife syndrome, where I just, I've seen this happen. <laughs> I just, I can't see any other outcome than Green Bay beating the hell out of the Baltimore Ravens because I'm watching Aaron Rodgers run around out there, uh, this supposedly terrible uh, toe injury that he can't seem to shake and it gets worse and worse. They still dropping dimes everywhere and, and just lighting up the defenses. And this is the Ravens uh, pass defense uh, without their top two cornerbacks, both in IR. Just an awful time for, for Baltimore to play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Wink Martindale blitzing and putting his DBs in, in one-on-one peril. That sounds like a really bad strategy. Uh, so I don't know how exactly they're going to compete uh, on that end of the, of, the, of the football. On the other end with with, uh, with, with Huntley, 
uh, hanging in there with the Packers. Yeah, that, that could happen. Um, and you just took my point. How much of a downgrade is Stu Puntley from this vintage of Lamar Jackson, who has not played very well uh, in the second half of the season? So maybe it's not that big of a downgrade. You, you absolutely uh, nailed that on the head. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I'm seeing Rodgers batter the, the, the Ravens because I just saw him batter the Bears, and I can't, I can't see any other option. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall in the trap and take Green Bay and give the six and then hope they. It's gonna be a crazy week. We disagree on a lot of games this week, and we got five still to go. On Sunday night, it's the Saints and the Buccaneers, and New Orleans at six and seven, Tampa at ten and three. Uh, a rematch of the week weird Week Eight game where the Saints actually won in the Superdome, thirty six to twenty seven, despite Jameis Winston getting his knee destroyed and yeah. knocked out for the season. Uh, the hang Trevor, on for dear life game. Yes, Trevor Simeon came in and, and was able to, to hold on uh, along with the defense. Uh, this is now uh, Taysom Tebow, Taysom Hill's team. He's the, the quarterback now, and I don't know if that's better or worse. Sean Payton is gooped. He's not going to be coaching for the, uh, for the Saints. There's key players out on both sides of the ball due to injury. Uh, but Mark Ingram returns, so that's good news for the Saints. At least it's not all bad. Uh, Tampa, big favorite at home. New Orleans is plus 11 and a half at the Bucks. That's a big number, but I'm taking the points here. The Saints have seemed to be, since Tom Brady went to Tampa, about the only team that can sort of figure him out and kind of like flummox him defensively. You know, they, they, they intercept him, they sack him. Whatever that defensive strategy that the Saints roll out against Tampa, it, it seems to be good enough. We know what it is. It, mm-hmm. It's busted. And they do it over and over, and they got up huge. Forget about the point difference in that first game. A lot of that happened. That was a lot of garbage time. You know, that was a lot of Sean Payton had no trust after Jameis Winston went out, and, and he put in Trevor Simeon to basically just hand off the ball, and, yep. and then they clung to that lead, and then they end up getting the pick six at the very end of it to kind of seal that thing and put it away when it looked like Tampa was coming back. I, I think that's good enough to get them under a big number because they will bruise and batter Brady, and that's enough for me. It'll make some bad throws. Uh, possibly, but I'm seeing this as just so too much to overcome on the other side of the ball on the, when the Saints are on offense. Uh, nobody, I, I can't imagine anybody on that coaching staff wants to, to figure out Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback because he's just not a quarterback, and now his – biggest advocate and the guy that's making that decision is not even going to be there because he's out with the goof. So it's up to the rest of the Saints coaching staff to try to figure out Taysom Hill at, at quarterback. I don't think it's going to go well. I, I think that's going to be quite ugly. Um, finally, Tommy can beat the Saints because, like you said, he struggled to beat them. Uh, now that Peyton has to stay home, should be Taysom tail whooping and make up for week eight. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I'm going to give all the points and I think it's going to be an early Sunday night, a nice Christmas gift for all of us. We're not going to have to watch that game very long. I don't think it's going to be close. Okay. All right. On Monday, we now have a Monday Monday afternoon game before the Monday nighter. We have a Monday doubleheader, thanks to the Goop. Uh, We have the Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. It's been moved to Monday. Vegas 6-7, Cleveland 7-6. Very uh, important game for playoff hopes for those two teams. Uh, as I was, as we were saying before, the, the quarterback situation for the Browns is completely up in the air. Baker Mayfield got the goop. Case Keenum got the goop. They actually got diagnosed. They actually have COVID-19. But 
because of the protocols being moved, because the game being moved uh, and the protocols being changed around, there's a chance they may be cleared before this game starts. So any of those two guys or Nick Mullins could be the quarterback for the Browns by the time this game actually goes. We have no idea. We do know Kareem Hunt is hurt. He will not play with his ankle injury, and we know that the Browns have O-line issues and injuries, and we know the Raiders will not have tight end Darren Waller uh, with his knee injury. So with all that, the Raiders are Monday plus two at the Browns. Yeah, that's almost it's like they know. Just make yeah. it a pick them. Like, we have <laughs> no clue. Uh, obviously, this is a contingency pick. If either one of the Browns' top two quarterbacks are upright for this game, if this is Keenum or Baker, I'm taking Cleveland. If this is Nick Mullins or Miles Garrett or Jarvis Landry, or or Nick Chubb or Bernie Kosar. If it's anybody but those top two quarterbacks for the Browns, if, if, it, if it, I'm then yeah, I'm then I'm taking that yeah, then I'm absolutely taking the Raiders here. I'm not taking the Raiders, uh, you know, unless it's Nick Mullins. If it's Nick Mullins, yeah, no, sorry, I'm not taking Cleveland. Raiders are just a healthier team. I mean, I know they don't have Waller, but. Yeah, I think they could handle the the third string guy, which the third who they just signed off the street. But if it's Keenum or if it's Baker, I'm taking the Browns. Kelly Holcomb, shout out, where you at? Wow, Kelly Holcomb, or might need him. Uh, even if those guys play, the Browns are in bad shape COVID wise. They their whole week has been screwed up and thrown up in the air and tossed upside down. The practice schedules and everything got messed around. Even if they play, they hadn't been practicing. Um, even with the game moved to Monday, the Raiders, you got to take advantage of this if you're the Raiders. You have to. This is a, a prime opportunity to get a team that's completely in flux, uh, don't know who's playing, don't know who's going to be able to play, who's going to get cleared. It's just, uh, it's just a little too much uncertainty uh, for me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I don't care who the quarterback is. Any of those three, uh, all of the three, rotate them in and out. I don't care. I'm taking the Raiders in that one. And on Monday night, the actual schedule Monday night game is NFC North action with the uh, Vikings visiting the Bears, uh, the 6-7 and seven Vikings and the 4-9 and nine Chicago Bears. Uh, that is a goop situation as far as the entire Bears coaching staff is gooped and will apparently not coach, uh, which – would seem to indicate that there's going to be some player activity as far as the goop is, you know, eventually it might not have come out yet, but, but that's another one that's sort of up in the air and some uncertainty uh, for the Vikings. Uh, Adam Thielen is a game time decision with an ankle injury. It's not looking good for him, but Justin Jefferson has been uh, playing well, uh, taking up both wide receiver spots. Basically is him going on both sides of the field. Uh, Vikings are favorites on the road. They are minus six at the Bears. Yeah, ne- never underestimate Kirk Cousins in prime time. He will <laughs> throw you back into the game. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, the Bears showed some fight last week. Maybe that was some some anti-Packers fight. But I'm taking the Bears. I actually think the Bears spring the upset here and win this game. I think Minnesota Ooh. has been so up and down this year. Every time you think Minnesota's kind of back, they go out and they lay an egg. This just feels like the perfect spot for the Vikings to go out. And, you know, just when you think they're going to play themselves back into playoff contention, uh, they lose to the Lions. Yeah. 
uh, I, I didn't know you were ever going to give Chicago uh, uh, the, the fair shake or the look any, you know, with any kind of seriousness. You were just so anti-Justin Fields and anti-hope and anti-celebration. Uh, but, yeah, you, you're, you're giving them a look against the Vikings. Okay, that's, that's good. Yeah, um, another bad defense for Justin Fields to work against. He made the Green Bay D look uh, bad at times Sunday night. That's, that's a, a good defense, but he, he had some big plays, and he made them look kind of, you know, in the first half at least, he made them look a little wobbly. Uh, he seems to be improving. I, I can't. I, I'm, again, I'm a Bears fan, grain of salt, anything I say, but he looks like he's getting a little bit better. Every game just a little bit better and, and getting some – big play ability, and, and that's what's supposed to happen. That's what, that's what it's supposed to look like with a rookie running uh, quarterback, not what just uh, not what Trevor Lawrence is doing. We're looking worse every game. It's going the other way. Uh, he's looking a little better. Uh, you know, I know Minnesota really needs this game a lot more. Obviously, the Bears are not in contention, and the Vikings are. Uh, so I'm definitely not saying that the Bears are going to win. I'm not. I, you, you, get, you got the big stones on this one, uh, picking them to, to win the game. I'm going to take the points with you. I'm going to say that they're going to hang around and keep it within, you know, you know, maybe a field goal, something like that. Uh, so I'll take the points in the Bears along with you there. And then we got two Tuesday night games because of the goop. Jeez. I, mean, I don't even know if these are on TV. So, 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 so the, this is my question for you. This is, this, these games are three days away. Do you want to pick them now or do you want to just pick them on Twitter? I'm going to ask you straight up because these Tuesday things are weird, and we don't know where we're going to be. I mean, I, I'm okay picking a Monday game, but I, I don't know if I feel – how do we feel about picking a Tuesday game on, on a Saturday? On Saturday. You know what? You, you, you put it to me like that, and, and you, you make plenty of sense, sir. And uh, oh. I, will, <laughs> I will defer to that idea. And, uh, okay. and they're both to... being played at the same time, so it's not even like we have to worry about, like, a 4 o'clock game. And, you know, they're, they're both seven, 7 o'clock starts. Or which would I guess be for us six o'clock starts, right. um, but yeah, I, I obviously the fact that they moved these to Tuesday doesn't bode well for what we, who's even we don't know who's playing in most of the rest of these games. I for sure don't want to try to pick these games, especially some of these like some of these larger spread games, three days out. So I'm perfectly yeah. fine if if we can both agree, we will we'll tweet these ones out. The uh, the Rams had a, a laundry list of goop guys, but yeah. some of them are starting to get cleared, and some of them might be cleared by Tuesday. Some more, might. Um, yeah. There's no I, there, there's no telling. Right. Who knows? And um, especially considering three out of these four teams playing on Tuesday, this is playoff implication stuff here. Sure, Seattle is sure. not, but the Rams are a big seeding issue, and Washington and Philly are duking it out for a spot. Exactly, and you don't know who the Washington quarterback is at all. So right. Yeah, I, that that sounds good. I I didn't think of it. Uh, and and kudos to you for thinking of that. Follow us on Twitter and get our Tuesday games picks on Tuesday, not now because we have no idea who's playing. I am at IMLD Dre. Jason is at IMLD JTG. Follow us on Twitter and get our Tuesday picks on actual Tuesday when we do have an idea who's actually playing. Good idea out of you. Thank you. All right. And with that, we are in the after show. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to be, what, nine, ten that we disagree on? That's insane. It's, it's an insane number. That doesn't even count the last two games. It felt like we disagreed on, like, every game. Just about. Which belies the fact that I'm one up on you to start the week because we didn't even talk about the crazy game on Thursday night. Which I don't want to 
talk about because that just oh. pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, nine games, yes, uh, out of the uh, – So uh, ten already because we disagreed on Thursday. That's right. I said uh, 14 more to pick, but it was actually 12 since we're uh, – yeah, pushing the so we disagree on nine Tuesday. out of the 12 games. Nine out of the 12. Because you went with all the big uh, faves again early, and I took those points, and then you switched up on me late and, and took some dogs where I got the faves. <laughs> I told so, you I was switching it up. I said I had yeah. a lot of big dogs early, right? I said a lot of big favorites early, and then I was going to say, I told you exactly. I telegraphed my move. You, you, you did. You told me what you were going to do, so no surprises there. Um yeah, uh, that Thursday. Yeah, that just said. The reason that pissed me off is because a lot of people, you're one of them, that look at that game and go, see? All that <laughs> oh, going for I, bullshit. I will tell you what. I, I'm not going to rub it in their face. I told you when we were texting about that game because you're like, man, you you know, you kind of – yeah, 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 you got to be really excited about this, not them going for it all the time on fourth down and coming away with nothing, coming away with nothing, coming away yeah. with nothing. I watched the first game, and they only were able to hold off the Chiefs because what they did was they got up on the Chiefs, and then they were trying to hold the Chiefs away from them, right? They're trying to hold them down. And the only way they could do that was they just had to keep scoring touchdowns because the Chiefs were relentlessly trying to come back in that game to the point where field goals just weren't going to do it. And you sort of saw this blueprint, like this like craziness going on with Brandon Staley. He's like, ah, this is just our identity now. And it's like, no, it's not sustainable. <laughs> Eventually, these aren't going to go your way. And you just keep watching the Chargers taking points off the board. They're taking points off the board. They're not even kicking the field goal like right before halftime. Like get some points, you know. And and they just refused and going for and they didn't convert many of those not the high leverage ones they got turned away a lot and credit to the Chiefs they stopped them over and over and over where hey the Chargers convert one of those into a touchdown different game so I understand why they coached that way and why they kept doing it but. You also look at the other side of it and go, yeah, he probably could have used a couple of those field goals late in the game. I understand in the fourth quarter and you're trying to hold back a team that's charging at you and you'd rather roll with your, you know, MVP caliber, you know, second year quarterback. I don't understand that stuff in the first quarter. And that's where I think they lost the game. I'm going to take the victory that you actually said in all of that. I understand their strategy and I understand why they why they want that? Yeah, is I'm not going to say it's just blatant stupidity, and there's no reason. And I understand what the analytics say, but early in the game, don't do that stuff in the first quarter. <laughs> you know, get some points on the board. But you do have to admit, if that's your identity, that's your identity. That's not your identity in the third and fourth quarter. That's their that's identity, a, period. Yeah, I think that's a false identity. I think they picked up on that identity in that first Kansas City game, and then by doing all that stuff late in the game, they're like, oh, we're on to something here. We're, we're just going to, you know, he's going to eventually – how many Super Bowls do, 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 do Riverboat Ron and Gambler Jack and those guys how – many, how many do they have? Uh, the same as Brandon Staley, but yes. his his point is, <laughs> his thinking is, if we have the right guys to execute these plays and convert these fourth downs, 
we're going to have a lot more. If they convert those, they score 70 points. Now, I understand that's not realistic. But like you already said, just convert one of those and you score more than you had and you win the game. You don't have to go to overtime. So my, that's what that's what made me so mad is I know that the old guys like Jimmy Johnson and, and Parcells and those guys are going to sit there. See, this is why you don't take all that darn risk. All these kids and their risk. Don't take risk. Just take the points and you'll be all right. The, the, the problem wasn't the risk, as far as I'm concerned. The problem was the execution. The, the Chiefs stopped them on some of those. They stopped themselves on a lot of them, where they just didn't execute. Either the guy dropped the ball or he wasn't in the right spot or a bad throw by, by um, Justin Herbert. Uh, it, it, I think it's about executing. Yeah, I really do. I think it's about if you have the guys that can execute, and this is where – Brandon Staley is finding out whether he has the guys or not. And we'll see if the front office have the, has the balls to get rid of some of these guys that are there now, and then they can bring in some other guys that can execute. Again, to me, the problem isn't the, 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 the gutsiness or whatever of the fourth down. The problem is they're not executing the play. Kid that got his ass put to sleep and knocked himself out on the on the ground. Uh, Parm. It was cold. It was cold in Los Angeles. Jesus, Andre. that's why his hands are shaking because it's cold. Okay, <laughs> we don't want to speculate you. about what happened, but it is pretty <laughs> cold here tonight. Thank from you, Doctor Buck. Oh um, man, I think that was, it. I have a feeling he's getting an award from you for that. I, I I don't even know how to make something up for that. I, I'm, I was just so stunned when he said yeah, it. Yeah, I. I not to sure. follow up, we don't want to speculate with it's cold in Los <laughs> Let's Angeles. Let's speculate. I don't what? want to speculate, but I'm totally going to speculate that it's cold. Um. Anyway, the the fact that he knocked himself out uh, completely wiped the memory out of everyone's head. Uh, head that he had the fucking catch. It was right there in his hands, and he couldn't hold on because he tripped over his own damn feet. He was wide. He knocked open. himself out like wide, wide ball, ball in his hand, and then yeah. dropped it because he knocked himself out. Execution. Maybe, that's the maybe, problem. maybe he was unconscious before he dropped the ball. No, he he had the ball and then he tripped no, and he hit his head I, on I the know. ground. Is what I I, I, I um, know. I'm trying to give him a pass here. Yeah, you, you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. If I knew I was that wide open and I dropped a touchdown, I'd probably bang my head <laughs> into the turf pretty hard too. I'd do a gust for rot. Um, I'm not trying to make like fun because he he obviously is hurt. No! Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm sorry. They don't want to make fun because that didn't look good with the the, the arms shaking because you know, it was cold in Los Angeles. But, of course, you know, I, I'm not trust. I'm not the get off the lawn guy. I'm not Jimmy Johnson. I'm saying I'm not opposed to going for it, but you don't have to go for it every time. And, and, but, and that's what they just. And, and then once they went for it and didn't get it. Then I think ego took over. Then it was damn it, we're gonna go for it again yeah. and again and, and again. And then they and they have that one right before halftime. Just take the point. Get, get get something on the board going into halftime. Instead, what do you do? You let the Chiefs get another stop and go into halftime with all the momentum, and then you still end up losing the game in overtime. So you were good enough, even without all that nonsense, to take these guys to overtime. Yeah, and I think that was some. You know, I think that was the, the 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 rubber band effect from the first game, right? 